Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. Well, good time. Church information and open forum is on the air. And the Reverend Marion Barnett will be with us in a few minutes. He was detained uh, due to a considerable accident on 75 northbound that I luckily avoided. So uh, he should be walking in any minute. But we're glad to be on the air, and we're just going to uh, do a couple of things. There's a couple of announcements I can make. Uh, the SBA has money for small businesses who have been hurt by the pandemic. And if you call the SBA's local office, uh, they can give you information on that. Uh, Dallas County is almost at the end of their expungement expo. So if you have any questions on whether some issues can be expunged through Dallas County, contact the Dallas County District Attorney's Office and they will be more than happy to talk to you about what issues they can work with and et cetera. Um, if you have any particular thing that you might want to talk about, uh, we're going to see when the Reverend will be walking in the studio. Uh, you can call us at 972-647-1893 and you can talk to us and tell us what you feel about the issues of the day. Uh, Pierre and I, the studio manager, were just talking about the wrecks and the driving that's in Dallas. And uh, that's quite an interesting, stressful type thing that we go through every day here. And we're wondering, what can we do to see if we can get things to be a little bit more civilized out there on the roads. Uh, the wreck that uh, Reverend Barnett uh, was unfortunately delayed by was pretty substantial at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, which is somewhat unexpected. But because I guess of the proliferation of drivers and et cetera, uh, these things happen quite often now, and they're somewhat inconvenient. All right, the number is 972-647-1893. This is Church Information Open Forum, and I'm just holding down the fort for the Reverend Marion Barnett until he gets in the studio. 972-647-1893. Uh, Call us and let us know what you think about what's going on in the world. Uh, I think we've got a call up here. All right. Hi. Good morning. You are on the air. Good morning. Okay. We don't have a call. Okay. That's <laughs> I all right. thought we had one, but no. It was green. And now it's yeah. amber. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some things that might be going on. Uh, as far as what's happening in the news. Uh, the Olympics. Let's talk about the Olympics for a second. Uh, the Olympics is going on in Tokyo. A lot of people in Tokyo are not in favor of the Olympics. They say we shouldn't have it during a pandemic. What do you think about that? Yes, we'd like to 
Uh, we have a caller. Uh, well, what do you think about the Olympics? Do you think this should be postponed again? Or should we just proceed with the Olympics and hope that uh, nothing catastrophic will happen? In particular, due to this uh, highly contagious variant of the coronavirus. Seems like the coronavirus isn't quite going anywhere. And uh, because of... Uh, people who are not being vaccinated, um, it seems like it's found a little hole that it can just sneak right through there and all of a sudden it blows up. Uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about taking the shot? What do you think about uh, not taking the shot? Um, let's see, what else, what else can we talk about? Call us and tell us what you think about what's going on in your world. And here comes Reverend Barnett right now. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes. All right. Good morning. Hello. Who's on the air, please? Reverend Burnett, we have a first call on line one. All righty. Good morning. You're on the air. How you doing, Reverend Burnett? Fine, fine. Where am I speaking with? Uh, this is Mike in Fort Worth. Hey, I got a question for you. We all been seeing it on the news. It's been on, you know, ever since the election about voting rights and what the state, okay. especially the southern states, trying to do all these laws. My question is, though, I, I don't think it's as serious as most folks think it is. Here's why, because as long as you show up in person, right? As long as you go, like, as long as you show up in person at the polls, then, uh, then they can't take our vote. So if we get everybody, if we carpool, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, if we make sure everybody get to the polls, then, then uh, they can't take the vote, right? They talking about uh, mail-in votes. I mean, to me, it seems like as long as we show up in person, then, then laws ain't going to be effective. Well, here's what. Uh, the mail-in voting, early voting, all of these things have been a part of voting for years. Why do you think they want to stop them right now? Right. Why do you want to, why do you think? But what I'm saying, to, to, for us to counter that, all, we just got to make sure we, we get everybody out the house or even at the hospital, the, the, the ones that can that can walk or whatever, and give them to the polls. And if we give them to the polls, and, and what about those who can't walk? Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what about those who have certain difficulties? They are to be voted. They can only vote when a person, or one who's running the election, can come out to the car because they can't get out of the car and vote. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I uh -huh. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want everybody to to tell us to for us to defeat this these laws look like to come in effect at the state, the southern states. We just gotta make sure we get as many people to turn out in person as we can. I think Yeah, to defeat these laws. Because they are racist, they're there for white supremacy, 
It's, it's right. done by the Republicans who know in a fair election they couldn't hardly win anything now. They couldn't hardly well, win dog right. catchers. They're so far behind, so backwards, right. depriving so many people that they're trying to change laws mm-hmm. to, to give them an advantage. Mm-hmm. That's right. all. Right. That's all happening. So it's one of those things where, yes, we need to get out. We always need to get out. But we don't need to be having elections stolen from us. Mm-hmm. We go off to war just like everybody else. Our young men and young women have died in wars just like everybody else. Uh, we pay taxes just like everybody else. And we deserve the same opportunities as anybody else in America deserve to vote. All right? You right. Okay, thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, have next, Pierre? We have Black Hole. All right. Good morning, Robert, Black Hole. Robert, yes, Black Hole. Uh, I want to know why there's not enough federal legislation to federal law to keep these guns out of these kids' hands. I was in Alton, I'm Mother's Green, she lost a two pearls, they were good kids. I was in Texas just yesterday. Okay, you saying to keep the guns out of the kids' hands? Yes, I don't know if I had a federal federal legislation. You know, call your congressman, that's why. You know, the kids just keep guns, boy, one another way like mad. I died out of the country. You get to Sunday, you have a... Guns fly in America on Child Aid. It's an epidemic now. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to look at that. You're keeping guns out of children's hands, yes. We are up against even a greater problem than that. Anybody can right. carry a gun starting September 1st. That doesn't have an, a felony, and you know who have felonies. And we, we, should, we are... Yeah, yeah. But we got a lot of work to do. We got to stay on top of all of these gun issues. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a difference between life and death. All right. All right. 972-647-1893. We thank you for your call. All righty, who do we have next week? Reverend Burnett, we have uh, Malcolm uh, Robinson on line three. Malcolm Robinson. All righty, good morning, Barrister. Well, how are you doing? Fine. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm hanging in there. You, you ran into a little uh, traffic problem this morning, huh? Man, yes. It's backed up on Central Express waves. It was obviously a wreck out there because the ambulances and... Uh, we had about eight or nine squad cars out there blocking Central Expressway, so wow. that's how it go. Well, I'm glad God was uh, uh, making sure that you were safe and you weren't in any wreck. Well, thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I was calling in because I, I like Reverend Barnett for the audience to think uh, and maybe discuss periodically this critical race theory so that we we as African-Americans, in my opinion, need to get as much understanding mm-hmm. regarding the critical race theory. And as yeah. a person who has worked mm-hmm. in the legal profession for a number of years, mm-hmm. uh, 
critical race theory is something that's very important to me. Very much so. That was what I was going to talk about this morning had I been on time. I haven't been able to get here. That's what I was going to see. It, it, it's ridiculous. Do these uh, politicians think uh, all black people are fools or something? Well, uh, to, to say we are, we are teach black history, but uh, we're not going to teach it uh, the way it really happened. We're just going to fix up a story and tell y'all that. And that'll be your uh, lesson for black history. Do they think we're fools? Well, mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, Reverend Barnett, I think is that it, it's important for us as African Americans, regardless of these political, these politicians, for us to get as much of an understanding mm-hmm. of the critical race theory as possible, because we're the ones that's going to be the actual energy to force this issue. This mm-hmm. issue has existed over centuries since 1619. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I was indicating, as a person who has been active in the, in the legal profession, it, it, it's really a theory that is, uh, was taught in, in the law schools mm-hmm. in various forms since the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And, and we forced that. Those of us who was in law school during those years, we were the first massive uh, migration, I would say, or integration within the law schools in terms of black law students coming through the law schools in massive numbers. Now, we always mm-hmm. had black lawyers mm-hmm. going all the way back to the 30s and the 40s, but we had a mass immigration, I, I guess you would say, into the legal, into the law schools and into the legal profession commencing in the 70s. And this, this, this integration was the result of the massive influx and integration within the colleges in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And, and which, in other words, if you if you study the, the education of African Americans and the, and the development and, the, and evolution of education, it comes from the Brownless Board Education, mm-hmm. where you had a number of African American yes. more. Like then you had a great growth in historically black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. And we... Begin to enter the colleges and universities, and we fought for uh, not only admissions, but we also fought for funding and scholarships. Mm-hmm. And we had a massive group of African Americans coming through the colleges, and then in the 70s, in the professional schools, and the law schools, medical schools, and other mm-hmm. uh, postgraduate schools. And when we got those of us who were within the legal profession, as we entered the law school, we had to fight through a lot of uh, racial barriers that existed that, you know, I know the, the audience is not aware of because, you know, if you in if you were in law school during that time and you were in the legal profession, you understand what I'm saying. And yeah. we had to fight through that. And then we, then we had to fight through the barrier of the bar exam uh, mm-hmm. within the state. And then we had to fight through the barrier right. of the actual court system. Mm-hmm. accepting and allowing African-Americans, and, and women came along at the same time. Yeah, and I tell you, another group that was in that, that was so important, was that the first time that person in the family went to college. That's correct. <laughs> we, excuse me. We had a whole lot of first-timers 
That's During right. that time, if he would ask you at a graduation, how many of you is this is your first, you're the first one in your family to finish college, man, three-fourths of the hands went up. That's right. See, see, that was a mass number of African Americans getting a degree and getting ahead, uh, we were hoping there. But at the same time, we still had to wash our brains from certain things that was meant well but didn't fare well. We used to, they used to run commercials, uh, get a g- good education and get a good job. That, and that's correct. But we need to wash our brains of that, get a good education, maybe get a job, but eventually create a job. Well, those were the things. I tell you what, I'm up against a short break, uh, Malcolm. And uh, we thank you for your call and comment. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. All right, we are we are back, and you can call us nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have on air? Be uh, ready to go. So we have uh, Robert on the uh, line one. Okay, Robert, already. Good morning, Robert. Uh, no, this is Bill. That's running. This is Bill. All right. Good morning, Bill. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Fine. How are you? For, oh, okay, okay. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to you talking about the the, 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 the teaching of uh, critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just astounding how and and of course it's our fault for letting this happen. We just yeah. didn't, get, didn't get out and vote. They did a bunch of uh, uh, white supremacists take over the mm-hmm. Republican Party and whatnot, and and got voted in. You know, and we just we let this happen underneath our nose. You know, it just it's just it's a shame. It's it's a shame. We yeah. Well, see, present history is one of the great pillars in racism. Right. Present history, the way it's been taught, is taught lies, distortions, uh, just misconceptions. It, it, it's terrible what the history that has been handed down to us. First of all, it basically this education system was put together to educate and promote white males. And secondly, many of the things that are taught in history have been out and out lies. And then many of the great things, the accomplishments of all people have been left out because if, we, if, if, if whites knew history, they wouldn't be have the racist attitudes that many of them have. They wouldn't have it. No. Because they would Other know way. the truth about this country and how it arrived to this point. They how, not, not only how it was built, but what, what, what technology or, or whatnot advances that we made in this country mm-hmm. uh, was cre- were created by black people. Yeah. But they, they, you don't ever hear that. Every once in a while... I'll, I'll hear about it, whatnot, you know, and then I'm and I'm and I'm not amazed. I'm saying I never heard this before. Well, there's so much, there's so much, so many things that African Americans have have created, made, first to do, brought about the concept. We have done many, many things, but it's not taught. It is not taught. The advancement of America 
and the things that America has has rested on its laurels and laid back in enjoy. These are inventions by African Americans. But Correct. whites Absolutely. don't know that. Uh, African, and the saddest part, African Americans don't know. So we need true history taught, not some revisionist or uh, some other mess that they well, come this, up with. This, the critical race theory, Pastor Barnett, mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, is this something that, that this legislature has already, the governor has already passed? No. No, okay. no, this, no, this, no. This, this is what uh, a group of legislators wants taught. They want to get it in that bill. But no, right. we, it's, it wouldn't improve this any, anymore. And they don't want any improvement. They want to remain no, but, okay, uh, to the me, way it is. They, they, no, they don't. They don't want to talk. But you know what? It's mm-hmm. really done enough damage as it is because they don't really teach it anyway to begin with. No. You know? They, but they don't want. They don't want our foot in the door. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. To teach it. You know? It's just... It's, but I just wanted to bring that up, Pastor Barnett. I'm glad you did. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. All Who do we have? And we have uh, Joyce online to you. Joyce, all righty. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. This is Trustee Joyce Borman. Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, really glad to hear um, the conversation about critical race theory and mm-hmm. uh, teaching uh, teaching that in the school. Um, the the Dalton Independent School District has taken a position that we're not going backwards in terms of teaching true history to our children. And they don't want it talking to Dallas taught in the Dallas Independent School District. We want we want true history taught to children in the Dallas Independent School District. If you mm-hmm. remember uh, last year uh, we uh, started teaching African American history along with the year before Mexican American history. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that our children understand what their true history is. And a lot of the the ideas about critical race theory is just fear-mongering, uh, trying to get the uh, people separated. Whites believing that just because we talk about history is, is that we're blaming someone for what happened. Uh, it's not about blaming. It's about understanding what history is and people understanding that yeah. some benefited from the past. It's about revealing. Yes, and, re- and revealing so, what has yeah. happened. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And so I think when the conversation comes up, a lot of people get um, uh, kind of discouraged because they don't understand exactly what is going on with critical race theory. I was glad to hear Attorney Malcolm Robinson explained that it actually started out in the law profession and that uh, when you look at what goes on in most of our public schools, we're not teaching critical race theory. We're teaching history. Mm-hmm. And that is what is so upsetting is, is that um, they don't want us to teach children uh, true history. That's so correct. We are, we're, we are fighting to make sure that there's an understanding of what happened, 
what contributions that uh, all citizens have given to uh, this country, our races of people. And we don't plan to, to stop that because you've got people in Austin uh, wanting to uh, turn the tides backwards. So I will be continuing to fight mm-hmm. to make sure that we do what we need to do. Uh, that would, uh, if, if they were able to get the bill passed, that means our whole equity department would be washed out. What trustees are uh, for teaching true history? So um, we've had a, a conversation uh, with the superintendent, and so far all of the trustees are saying they want to teach history. Now, after the bill passes, that could change. But so far all trustees are saying they, they want to teach true history. Uh, what about the superintendent? The superintendent is uh, the one who called the meeting, uh, and actually the superintendent knows that we are prepared uh, to instruct him to go to court if we have to, uh, to try to fight against any bill that will keep us, keep us from teaching true history within the district. Uh, he's against anything that would not allow true, would, uh, would allow true history or not allow? history to be taught. He wants true history to be taught. All right. Yes, sir, we do. So I'm excited that we are on the same page so far uh, regarding this issue. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is uh, people understanding that we don't really teach critical race history in the district. Mm -hmm. But there are tenets of critical race theory uh, that will be attacked in public schools. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. That is really, uh, really, this is an, an Austin thing that I, I you, that you yes. hear and all the yapping about that are the critical race theory. It's not, yes, it's not the Board of Trustees here in Dallas, no. No, it's basically coming from the governor. Good, And then good. the governor has former DISD school board uh, member Mike Morath that's over the Texas Education Agency. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and if you remember correctly, yeah, he's the <laughs> one who fought for the Home Rule Charter. Yes, he's, he's a charter, charter school man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, in, in those charter schools, they can uh, erase that and hold it down, yeah. All right. right. All right. Thank you. Well, Thank you for that information. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Take care and have a great day. All right, you do the same. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have? And we have uh, Joe on uh, line one. Joe? Yes. All righty, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Ed. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? Oh, outstanding, outstanding. Now, the topic that you're on right now, it brings to mind... The January 6th situation at the Capitol when the Capitol was uh, oh, God <laughs> now if we didn't have if we couldn't teach true history therein lies the problem with what's happening right now our yeah. grandchildren will be taught a lie about January 6th yeah. they would be taught if we couldn't teach true history they would be taught the old uh, the big lie mm-hmm. that Trump is uh, selling that uh, the ride was not a ride. It was a love fest. They were kissing the police, and hugging them, and taking pictures yeah. with them. 
that is a not only a big lie, I guess super duper lie, because five people got killed to include one cop. Yeah. And there were monumental physical damage to the facility. Well, but see, here's the, another part of that lie. They want to teach that the Ku Klux Klan is a nice, wonderful organization. You know, I heard a white guy say the other day, mm-hmm. he said, name anything good that the Klan did or has done. And I got to thinking, he's correct. They've done, they does nothing but perpetuate <laughs> hate and destruction. Yeah, they hung a lot of people. I, I, I read it further. And they say that most of your, and it turned to the so true, they say most of your big clan leaders like the David Duke, they say those are old failed businessmen, white businessmen that were failing in their business. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he resurrects themselves. He can shout, nigga, 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 real loud. And they will take him on. You can look at uh, LaPierre, the guy that uh, was, I uh, mispronounced his name a little bit there, the National Rifles Association guy. Okay. That guy was talking a lot of hatred and guns and all this type of stuff yeah. while he was filling the white man blind. They was flying to uh, all over the country buying their wives $5,000 bags and what have you. And he just got, he and the little group got busted and they probably get some time. But he has, matter of fact, the National Rifle Association has quite as kept. They've been put out of business. Well. Here's the thing about that. You take things like people like the Klansmen. They used to cut babies out of black women's stomachs while they were pregnant. They used to sick, tell a black man take off running and then send a group of dogs after vicious dogs that would rip him to pieces. This was uh, certain things like this and worse was sport to these people. These people have been have done the most heinous things there is you could think of. This is why you got certain people that don't want true history to be taught because the the the, the deadest black person, the one that's so apathetic, would wake up and be stunned to hear about true American history. So we need it taught because we need to let them know. What vicious ways we have been treated. Exactly. Columbus did not discover America. Oh, no. Everybody know that lie. When you got people living there, they got a civilization, they was farming, they was fishing, and matter of fact, they kept the white man from starving to death Mm -hmm. his first uh, year or two in America because they were being hampered with malaria. They Mm -hmm. didn't know how to... uh, farm and plant harvest crops. The Indians gave them Thanksgiving and helped keep them alive and they turn around and just desecrated them. And thank God in Cleveland, Ohio, as of yesterday, they dropped the name, officially dropped the name of Cleveland Indians, and now they are the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. So that is a little, because the Indians, uh, right up there with the blacks, was treated horrendous, and they are still mm. being treated bad. I but when we that. teach you true American is there were some tribes that held black slaves also. So we, exactly. we, don't, exactly. we don't get a break hardly nowhere. But I uh, thank you. Thank you for your call. Exodus on line 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? We have uh, Robert online, too. Online, here. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Kaylee. Robert Madrano. Good morning, Reverend. Fine. How are you this morning? Uh, I'd just like to announce today commemorates the Santos Rodriguez right. murder. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. The parade starts today at 9 o'clock in the morning today. Robert, that, that really... starts at Pikes Park, and it goes to the Oakland Cemetery on, Marlo- on Malcolm X. And we have various speakers to speak at 10.30, mm-hmm. reminding that, that what Daryl K. did to mm-hmm. um, Santos. And remember, Daryl Kane had first assassinated, killed a black man, a black child. That's right. Right there on Hall Street. Mm-hmm. Michael Moorhead. And he and it was justifiable homicide. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and kills Santos Rodriguez. So well, we'll be there at 1030 at the Oakland Cemetery mm-hmm. to remind the, the, the community that this child will never be forgotten. Well, let's explain it. This Daryl Kane, Dallas policeman, was playing Russian roulette with this little boy's head. Guns pointed at his head and spinning his, spin the revolver and then pull the trigger. You know, stuff like that and blowed his brains out. I was living really in that area. I stayed on Carlisle at that time, Carlisle and Hall. This and, uh, and when I heard about it, it was just so ravaging because Kane stayed over in the apartments where we were staying. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was really something that brought African-Americans and Hispanics together on that one. It really was. If there and was. Do you recall how they used to wear those, I don't even know the type of gun, you know, the spitters that used to carry, the policemen used to carry their bullets around their waistline. Mm-hmm. I mean, that all that was just intimidation and intimidation. Why, why, wish? That's all that was. That, and that's, that's what your was. governor wants now. This why, why, wish mess brought back. But can you, can we discuss just a little bit about the right to bear arms? And, and that's all they wrote. The right to bear arms. It doesn't say church or the right to bear arms in malls, the right to bear arms Mm -hmm. in schools. Can we, the law scholars, technically say exempt us from wearing guns out in the street? Well, somebody somebody honks at me. I'm an irate person. I take mm -hmm. my gun and shoot into that car and kill a child. Mm-hmm. I have the right to bear arms, and that is all is written there. So how do we, do we amend the Constitution? Well, this this is what uh, they're trying to, perpetrate, you know, perpetrate that uh, we have a right to bear arms. That's in, they're saying the First Amendment of the Constitution, but at the same time, uh, there will be many, many times that men will be killed. People, women, every children will be killed because somebody might have just having a bad day, might have just be angry, might hate just that much that they will kill someone. This, this is a terrible law. You talk, we're talking about the voting rights bill. That's terrible. But this right to bear arms and not not be trained, 
Uh, anybody other than felons can can bear arms, all of this. And, and you know if it come to a stand-your-ground case that the white will win just about every time over a black person, we will... We, we we just won't know who did what. So it's one of these terrible things that we need to go to the polls. I tell you what, I'm up against a short break. I thank you for your call right, and comment. You. And y'all can reach me at 972-647-1893. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Uh, we're back for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. All right, I'm Marion Barnett, your host. And uh, I tell you what, we tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, 9.30, yeah, we broadcast. Heavenly Joy Church, we broadcast. Listen to us at 9.30 under Marion Barnett Sr. Marion Barnett Sr. We'll be listening for you and watching out for you. Thank you. All righty. Who do we have next on the line? And uh, we have uh, Cassie on uh, line three. Cassie? Yes. Casey Thomas. Casey, Casey Thomas. Oh, Casey. Casey Thomas. Uh-huh. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Pastor Boynet. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was <laughs> listening to uh, your show and your callers. I want to get some clarification on something. Mm-hmm. You had State Board member Aisha Davidson, and she was talking about the bill that was sitting on the governor's desk and he hadn't signed it yet. Uh-huh. He did sign that bill. Now, that was 3979, and that bill is the one that said that they would establish this 1836 project going against that 1619 project that, the sister that was up for 10 years in North Carolina and came up with. It also would compel uh, teachers to not teach certain things. Well, the bill that's being voted on now, because the governor said was that bill wasn't strong enough, so they came back with another bill. That bill is is SB three, and that bill would stop would not allow teaching of the Martin Luther King I Have a Dream speech. It wouldn't teach uh, allow teachers teach about LULAC. It wouldn't allow them to teach about historical cases. It would do away with the course that State Board member Aisha Davis started, the African-American history course and the Mexican-American history course. Mm-hmm. So as long as the Democrats who are, who are the Texas House Democrats who I support wholeheartedly mm-hmm. stay out of Texas, and if they stay out for the remainder of this special session, that bill will die along with this voter suppression bill mm-hmm. that that uh, that's been passed in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So those those bills, you know, which are detrimental to, to, to people of color and to tech and people across the state of Texas period, because it's teaching false history and not allowing a real true history to be taught. Mm-hmm. Those bills would die and yeah. they would have to start right rewrite Are uh, you saying they be teaching just down and down and out lies? Oh, oh, absolutely. And then the then teachers could be punished for teaching the true, true history. And, and then oh, the God. You see, in the Senate, 
Mm-hmm. It's a bill called SB 19, and that bill will require school districts to post their curriculum and every source that they're using to teach. And that's so these people who are against and uh, who are against critical race theory can, from other states, can go online and yeah. look and see if these sources are being used, the resources are being used to teach anything about history and diversity. It's yes. just an attack. But now, Casey, let, let me ask you something quickly. Uh-huh. Couldn't we sue them if they sent in textbooks that they had that had out and out lies in them and they knew it? Couldn't they be sued? They definitely could. See, this is the mm-hmm. good thing. The good mm-hmm. thing is mm-hmm. all standards, all textbook recommendations, mm-hmm. even if no matter what they pass, the State Board of Education has to approve whatever those standards are. Right. They have to approve what textbooks. Mm-hmm. And so Board Member Davis is going to need our support because starting in November, you remember 10 years ago when they went through, when they when they set those social study standards and they said we couldn't teach this and said mm-hmm. all uh, uh, slavery was or uh, the transatlantic slave trade was yeah. just a, a journey. They're trying to make it indentured servitude. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to see in November of this year, they start a year process to where they're going to go back and revise what's going to be taught in social studies. So we need to be ready mm-hmm. in November when they had a store board, being, the state board meeting to go to Austin and speak and let them know what we need to have taught and why this should be taught for our children. And we need to put them in a position where they have to defend white supremacy and racism. Right. Nobody wants to be called a racist. Yeah. But if you are and still practicing by trying to hide what you've done and what your ancestors have done, you are a racist. It's just that simple. Uh, Casey, uh, we have to get you on and do a full show with this. Uh, uh, and uh, okay, we thank you. If you'd like to get board member Davis back on, I can talk to her and see when she's available. To call oh, okay. Make sure, make, make sure you do that. All right. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? We have uh, Imani on line four. All right. Imani. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? Well, I'm like meatball. I got peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Because I was just sitting here contemplating. I was, when I, before I went to, first of all, I, I, uh, before I went to Vietnam, I took I take eight years of basic training, and I had nine weeks of uh, AIT special training, uh, empathy training. Mm-hmm. And I was in Vietnam, and about five months I was in Vietnam in War Six. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been here for 15, 18, for mm-hmm. longer than that, but we, we're still talking about the same people, the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we don't read the Constitution. We don't understand the Constitution at all. And we talk about history all the time. But I, I for years, I remember I've been playing this radio station, giving them my little change since Nike, because we were in the White House. Remember that? Uh, what was that? You say that again. When we were in that old, that house, that re- old way. Oh, yeah, the antebellum house, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been paying my tax. I call it tax. Mm-hmm. The church is never open anyway. The only thing open here in Dallas is liquor stores. But 
I want to tell you this. We uh, have you read a, a book? Uh, do you have a book called The Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson? Yes, sir, I do. Well, that's our Casey. He told me, Casey. Well, that's our only hope. But we'll be talking about the same problem for four hundred something more years if we if we existed right now. And one more thing, thank you for bringing you know uh, encouraging us to go see Mr. Uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm-hmm. Got him on your show. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And I want to say we have a solution and powernomic. If we would read that book, uh, it would save our lives. How can I? Yeah, Black Label, White Wealth, all those are all great books. But here's what. Do you think what we've been teaching now have been seared into the minds of the people? Has it really registered because everything we talk about, there's a counter to it. All day long, the counters to make sure that it be a struggle to get black people in that mode of thinking. Look at the counter. Look at you. Watch your enemies. Everything that come down, they got a subtle way. Uh, If it's no more than commercials that come on TV, a re- teaching are going against really what's being taught at that time. Watch the subtlebility of the things that are going on. Well, we're mm-hmm. not wrestling with inflation blood. We're wrestling with the principalities, wicked people. Right. High places. And so they are, that's what the devil do. He do what he do. And he try to, anytime they, you know, in Dallas, I don't know one black bank tank. We don't have no brown or black bank tank. They got twenty eight hundred bank tanks that they get paid thousands of dollars each person mm-hmm. to do nothing but play play golf and think about how they gonna how they gonna what they're gonna do is destroy our people. Mm-hmm. We're still in power. We haven't really really got to the foundation of the problem. Uh, like if you want to fix the if you have a dead tree, again, the tree is that you have to go to the root of the problem. You can't start at the branches, and this is where we are. We're always fighting. But once you find out who who's trying to do it, they get paid. They got bank tanks. I cannot organize a bank tank in Dallas for nothing. I can't even get a book club in Dallas. So the black first of all, the worst thing we have in Dallas is these churches that never open. They could help us, but I'm, I'm wondering who paid them. Who did? How, how much did, did Mr. Bush pay that boy to get that that church down on? On, on what you know, the pastor down there, he came in and 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 changed the law about church and state. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some major problems, but it can be fixed only with love, respect, and trusting. We mm-hmm. have to start loving our own people and trusting them, even if they don't love and respect and trust themselves. Right. Well, you've got Imani. You have a great point of things that we need to be taught. And the think tanks, we got think tanks all over Dallas. Sometimes on on every corner. But what are they teaching the people to think? That's your problem. That's your big problem right there. What are they teaching people to think? Then you have to go back to the root of the problem. Teach people. First of all, you got to teach them who they are. What they're all about, and 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 and, and, and we got think tanks everywhere. I, we probably got more think tanks everywhere that should be think tanks, 
that will promote us. But they don't because those who are in these think tanks and head in these think tanks don't think the way they okay. should think. Uh-huh. Remember what I told you about that school? Let me tell you something. You got to go to meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings, thousands of meetings. But look who they put over these meetings. They yeah. don't come in to tell us what we need to do. They come in telling us. Our, our black leaders, mm-hmm. they come, when you go to their meetings, they don't come in there telling us, well, they don't respect us and ask us what we really need. They always tell them what they're, they're whoever giving them the money mm-hmm. and, and not telling us what we need to do. We need to come up with our own answers. Right. And they, they do that in a minute. People like me don't get on their boards and committed because they don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> they want to get no. to us. Yes, sir. They want to do then, things. Then, no, they're That's not. Said. No, Imani, they're probably not going to let you on any of them uh, because it. you'll upset the apple cart and just destroy everything that the great white fathers have sent them to do. So uh, this is your problem. Until our people come to the point where they gravitated uh, their minds to think like they should, just the basic thinking in their minds have changed. Nothing will ever really change with us. We have to keep pounding, pounding, pounding to get a percentage of those uh, to change their basic thinking in their minds before we well, can go they anywhere. Sold us out. They sold us out. For the, if you know, I told a politician, I know, if you want to know who they really, really represent, mm-hmm. go find that in public record, find out who gave them the money. We'll tell you who they really represent. That's right. And not only that, I'm going to let you go. But do this, I know somebody. That stadium, we need to, I'm going to file another petition because you worked hard and I worked hard. And yeah. That's at least leave a stadium name for somebody who's dedicated, willing to give their life for their people, but they'll name it for anybody else but you. And I want, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. Just but now. here's the thing about it. Uh, you know who knows the story, who's out there, who saw me fighting and doing all of that? Uh, black folk, too. But well, when it came down... And I got it done, and the voters passed it to build it. They would talk about the stadium, but they never would mention me the way they were before the stadium was built. You know, many of them cursed me out and fell out. They ain't going to do this and all this and that. But once it got done, they never said another word. <laughs> Your you know what I did Lancaster? Uh-huh. I used to be at the front of parade. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They named that one after the track coach, the female track coach. Yeah. And now yeah. I get into parade behind. You know where the horses be? They used to be in front of the parade. Now they put me where the horses is, behind the horses. Oh, man. And that means you got to wade through manure, right? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Thank I'm you. Thank you, you Imani. I'll listen to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. All right. Uh-huh. I close the line, 972-647-1893. Bring me on. And we have uh, Eric on line three. All right. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. How are I'm you? Free, I'm afraid, Reverend Burnett. I'm, I'm afraid, man. My people. Oh, man, we, we dug a hole for ourselves. I can remember in the 80s, man, I would talk to people. Brothers or sisters, where you from, man? Oh, I'm from up such and such. And all the music that we used to make, all those love songs, mm-hmm. you don't call on all that stuff. The music we were making, people trying to forsake the state, 
babies coming from different daddies. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when I was coming, my stepfather, we all used to run the street. Everybody but my mother, my sisters, my brother. My mom be the only one at home. She was in Mary Kate for 22 years. And it was like, you know, it was like, oh, man. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, I don't know none of these people I live in this group home with me. I don't know none. I ain't never seen these people before. And this group home I live over by Ledbetter and uh, Sunnyville, mm-hmm. I see people all over. I ain't never seen them people before me. All these people I knew, the one school went on, I ain't seen none of them. I think they locked up uh, uh, somewhere. I don't know. I don't see nobody. I just know. Man, at I your age, know. a lot of those people are dead, man. I know what they did or something. I don't know what. I don't see nobody. Yeah, uh, man. Well, it's good you're looking. It's good you're looking, and uh, we need to. It's uh, scary because they, I mean, they all in front of the house, so big and wheelchair stuff. That's why we need to look after one another. Look out for one another. Make sure some people you might think is doing well, they're not doing well. They got these phones, man. Yeah. They got these little free phones and stuff. They get on them phones. Here he comes. Talking about me, he just got paid. They mm-hmm. watch when I go to the airport store. I get on that bus line, they beg me. Mm-hmm. It's frightening, man. It's real frightening. It sure is. I ain't got no way to get along with that bus line. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, thank, but th- thank, thank you, thank you, Eric. I, I'm out of time. All right. Thank you. That right. close the line 972-647-1893. All righty. We are taking a short break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barn at your host, and we'll be taking your calls as we welcome you to church tomorrow morning, 930. Marion Barnett Senior, we welcome you there tomorrow. All right, also the person that called, been called in the morning, Attorney Malcolm Robinson's number is 972 709 Six five three seven. You've been warning. Nine seven two seven oh nine six five three seven. That's the number for attorney Malcolm Robinson. All righty. Who do you have on the line? We have uh, Ike and Lion Two. All righty. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ram Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? Doing great. You're having a great show this morning, and I'm so glad that uh, we're talking about this critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was listening to Casey. I don't know if he announced that uh, I think it's this afternoon at 3 o'clock, the Democratic Party is supposed to be at Red Bird Mall addressing, uh, having question and answering with the people. So I wish he would call back in and correct me if I'm wrong or either if they're going to be there or not at 3 o'clock at Redbird Mall because I was kind of looking at going out there and meeting the, the Democratic... The uh, Democratic uh, Party, uh, uh, who, who, who's going to be with the Democratic Party? Well, the Democratic chairperson is supposed to be there. Is this county or uh, uh, city or state or federal? Uh, who, who are they? I seen it on Facebook, and it's supposed to be a county, if I'm not mistaken. That's why Dallas County Democrats. Right. I would hope Casey would call back in and and, and clarify that, because I don't want to put out a bad announcement. But 
Okay. I talked to him about it, and it was on Facebook. You said at 2.30. Okay. Where? No, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock at what? Redbird Mall, but. At Redbird Mall. Uh, cases, you listening, could you please call in and clarify this? Because I think people need to well, want to know or try to be there. But, uh, uh Real Barnett, uh, mm -hmm. I was so glad to hear Attorney uh, Malcolm Robertson this morning kind of break that critical race theory down because it is something, and I had to go find out exactly what it is. It's a, it's a study that was taught in college about racism being embedded in our laws in the in America. And uh, what done happened to us is they done took that title of critical race theory and put it on history. Just like uh, when they was uh, talking about defunding the police, they weren't talking about getting rid of the police. They was talking about reallocating some of the money from the police department to militarize it to put that money into the community. And they put a spin on it, and we almost lost the election behind that defunding the police. So yeah. now this, this theory, they talking about critical race theory. No, it's not critical race that they fighting against. They fighting against history, Reverend Barnett. They don't want American history taught in the way that it should be taught. I think we've been saying we've been saying that we've been saying this for years. Now, uh, that critical race theory is talking about what it's all about. I've been talking about it for years. I've been right. saying over this air, I don't know how many years, the way to help, one of the main ways to help straighten racism out in America is to teach American history. I've been teach, telling that for years, for many years. Right. Yeah. And I know uh -huh. you have because you even go back to the Bible and teach the history That's of right. black people. Uh, so, I'm uh, trying to put a, another title on it to make it like we are fighting against uh, white people and when we're actually trying to teach history. Now, uh -huh. history is history, no matter what your part was in it or your people part. Mm -hmm. History is the truth. And to, to change the truth into a lie to make it look like you're something that you're not. And if we really look at it, that's why we wind up with all these uh, Confederate monuments that came out in the 50s because of the Civil Rights Movement. It wasn't already there after the Civil War. Most of the monuments was placed in important places in your towns and cities after the Civil Rights Movement are doing the Civil Rights Movement. But I thank you for taking my call, Real Barnett, and mm -hmm. you're having a great show, and I hope Casey called in and it clarified this uh, Democratic chairman going to be at Redbird Mall, and thank you for taking my call. All right, we thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? We have uh, David on line four. All righty. Good morning, David. How you doing, Brother Barnett? Yes, go right ahead. Brother Barnett, American history ain't for 244 years old. Mm -hmm. Black African history ain't for 51 years old. The Bible says there was a race of people that would die from a lack of knowledge. If you look up the word lack of knowledge, it means that you're ignorant. That's the definition of ignorant is lack of knowledge. You got mm -hmm. 42 million black African Americans in America, so-called America, that call themselves black African Americans. As long as you call yourself a black African American, you can't know your history. Because that God ain't created no black African Americans, 
Jesse Jackson created you in 1960, and it became official in 1970. And now here you calling yourself a black African American. That is the biggest zip pound fool that ever walked the face of the earth. Well, well, Meatball, get it, get get your historical facts together. 1960, you never heard of Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson, I had barely heard of himself. In in 1960, Jesse Jackson was only 18 years old. In 1960, hmm? he was only 18. He was he was not a figure. He was not even with Dr. King at that time. He came on with this uh, African American in 1984 when he ran for president in '84. This is when he came up with the idea because whatever name we'd come up with, everybody would be against it. James Brown came up in 1968 and put out, I'm black and I'm proud. People started calling themselves black. Before then, we were calling ourselves colored and Negro. Every name we've come up with has always been someone against the name that we come up with. There have been many, 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 many names that we've called ourselves. But the thing is, names are nothing but a symbol of something. A name is nothing but a symbol. It was, a, it was symbolic. It was symbolic of those who lived in America, who had struggled in America, who have fought for existence in America, who built America, who who saved the lives of many, many people and made America the great country it is today. These people have come up with names to identify us, and I think most of us have enough sense to realize who they're talking about when they call the names of certain groups at certain times. I think people have enough sense to do that, and when we have enough sense to do that, when we can really go forth and find true freedom, if we can find it in a name, let's go with it. If you got a better name, go with it. But it's symbolic of those of us who were kidnapped out of Africa, brought here and made slaves and built this country. Now, I'm not just talking about on our backs, sweat labor. I'm talking about on our, brine, our minds. We built cities like, discovered cities like Chicago, Illinois, laid out the plans and then laid out Washington, D.C., built the Capitol building that they are having all these problems in that, that, that we saw what happened on January 6th. A lot of them might have been taught that. But our names are just as simple, and it's ridiculous to get caught up in certain names for certain things, because there's always going to be somebody, no matter what you come up with, will disagree with that name. I thank you. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. When we start talking about getting down to names, we lose out. We lose out. We're not uh, so small-minded that... We lose out on the name because everybody knows who you're talking about. When you say African-American, everyone knows who we're talking about. When you say Negro, 
Everybody knows who you're talking about when you say black person. We know we're not going to get caught up in a name. We're going to get caught up in what? See, we get caught up in names. If you want to get caught up in name, get caught up in the name of white people. Why get caught up in the name? Because he didn't name himself white until 1669. That's those are the things we we should be harping on. Looking at things where he declared himself a white race. This these are the things that we harp on things just to just to bring about confusion. And we ought to be ashamed of ourselves, and we ought to be tired of everything come up, someone come up with something that others may, be, may not have thought of, we're going to think of something better. Now, I guarantee you, there's not a name that you could come up for us that there won't be someone descending to that name. 972-647-1893. That's the number to call. That's the number to call. 972-647-1893. All righty. We're talking about the critical race theory. Critical race theory. This is thing is a theory of teaching uh, false history. We've gotten plenty of that. How many of y'all believe that George Washington shot the sheriff's tree down? And didn't lie about it. <laughs> How many of you believe that lie? I mean, these are things like that. We've already gone through a lot of false history. A lot of things. We've already didn't know. A lot of people that was lied to us. We talk, we hear about Alexander Hamilton. We hear about him. And then we never told that Alexander Hamilton was black. We hear about Abraham Lincoln. Well, uh, did you learn your history book? That Abraham Lincoln's father was a black man. Did we learn that? There's so much in history that can be taught and that we should learn and should know. Whoever talking about it. A black man did the first open heart surgery. We can just go down the line, just naming things, naming people, naming them, and uh, seeing so much that we've done. All right, you'd like to go on there? Hello? Hello? Yes, go right ahead. They put Hi. you on air without letting me know. All right, Blue oh, Kai. This, this is I'm Nail. I'm Nail. All right, I'm Nail. Nail. This is a great show this morning. About critical race theory. Mm -hmm. There is no school in the United States that teaches critical race theory. Mm -hmm. And All right. grades K through 12, that is simply done in law school as a course. Mm -hmm. And it's a theory. Let's get that straight. There's a difference between a theory and a fact. History is fact. Mm -hmm. and well, isn't that put there and given that name just for window dressing? That's it. That's all. What they're trying to do is hide from the fact. They don't want their yes, yes, yes. to ask them questions mm -hmm. about what happened 
in the past. That's they right. don't want to explain that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to explain it because history is a fact, and you can't erase it, yeah. and we're not going to let you. Yeah, we, we can disagree on what things that we think happen, mm-hmm. but we can't disagree on facts. We cannot. And we can't destroy it, and we're not going to whitewash it. That's, that's right. That's right. If that's right. the case, then they need to explain Robert E. Lee to my children. Yeah. And uh, why they named so many, they had his statues everywhere and named schools after him and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many other races that was there for keeping us slaves. That's less than a human being. Right. That they, that they glory in. Mm-hmm. So let's, well, let's, let's, let's be fair. If that's, if that's how you're going to do it, then you know. You well, tell the truth it. about it. That's right. That's he was a racist. Yes. And as for me, me, I am a black woman and proud of it. You listen to Jesse Jackson's speech, I am somebody. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Thank you, Reverend Barnett. All right. Thank you. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Uh, We have uh, Eddie on uh, line three. Eddie. All righty. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, great Reverend. How are you this morning? I'm on top, Rev. That's all right then. That's all right. That's great. Mm-hmm. What else you got going on? Uh, they want us to be little black sambo and this little car baby. <laughs> they don't want to tell the truth. No. That woman. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, this, this black car baby, they want to tar and feather us. Like you said last week, not only do they want to stop us from voting, they want to kill us. They want us to wear this image of big red lips and white blinking eyes. Well, we're not going back to that. Well, Eddie, you're so right. Here's what, here's what. They got us on TV. They have us different places. Uh, They bring change certain morals in a country that will destroy us. Certain moral behavior will destroy us. If you stop the man and the woman and teach him that it's better to be with the same sex, what, what happens to that free, those people? They die out. Because yes. it takes opposite sex to procreate. Hello? Do you yeah. see what the things, the subtleties that we are being taught? We are getting hung up on names when we have been have are being taught something else that's so diametrically opposed to our survival. It's opposed to our We want the truth. Yes. We do not call ourselves indigent servants. We were not. We were slaves and stolen. Let's That's tell right. The truth. Tell the truth about this whole thing. So, I mean, it's just that uh, we we are being taught things that's detrimental to our survival. That's what I meant by that. All righty. I thank you, Eddie. Thank you, great Reverend. I'm up against a short break, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all. All right, we're back and we are. 
Again, let me ask you. Now, this number of uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson is 214-941-0717, extension 303. 214-941-0717, extension 303. All right. All right, who do we have online? So we have uh, Jackson. Jackson? Yes. All righty, good morning, Jackson. Hello? Hello, uh, Brother Burnett? Yes, uh-huh. My name is Jackson. I'm uh, I'm 54 years old, and it's the first time caller. I'm a relative of Mr. George Masters that used to be with the radio station back in the day. Uh-huh. And, uh, sir, I don't want to hold you, but I know we're talking about critical race, race theory. Uh, I've recently seen a report on a hammer that was found in London, Texas, in 1936. They carbon dated this hammer four uh, million years old. And, mm-hmm. when, when, and it, was, it was found with uh, no oxidation, it wasn't rusting, and everything. You know, like to say, when they carbon date something, they determine the age, and they said it was four million years old. What do we do with information like that, you know? And, and, and you know, when you teach it, like that show used to come on and say things that make you say, hmm, you know. Well, what, 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 are, you, what are you asking me? I mean, I'm just saying, okay, you, you know, uh, they, they tell you about the age of everything, you know, the age of this, the age of that, and what mm-hmm. we believe. And a lot of times it's facts over feelings. We don't. We don't have to believe. You say it's carbon dated, right? Yes, sir. But no carbon was on this, you said? Car- no, no rust. You know, say this this hammer was perfectly made. Not like uh, some of the stuff that was made, you know, in the prehistoric days. This was, it was advanced. You know, you don't have to take my word for it. Look it up. It's, it's uh, you know, called the London right Hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, we, uh, that, that's something we'd have to look at because if it was n- no carbon on there. But no, they, it, it was carbon dated. Meaning It was carbon they dated. Able, they were able to determine the age of it, and it was 4 million years old. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that type I of thing? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that whole thing. Please, yes, sir. Yes, but uh, I mean, if, if man was here 4 million years ago, uh That's no, no big deal. He's he, he was here to make. It's in London, Texas. London, Texas. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay then. All right. I love to. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna see Please, that. Please, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. Look, I'm. You know, I, all the scholars and all the the educators. You know, again, I didn't hear anything about this in high school. You know, when we were, were taught Texas history. You know, mm-hmm. I'm born and raised Texas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, all I'm all I'm saying right now is, hmm. Well, that's all we can say, because I don't think any of us was around four million years ago. So we would have to go back and look at it. Somebody made it. Yeah, I don't think they're alive today. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, so we'd have to go back and look at it and see Thank what's going. So. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. 
That closes the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? And Reverend Burnett, we have uh, Caroline, uh, Caroline Arnold. Caroline Arnold, all righty. Yep. Good morning, Good mo Councilwoman. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good yes. morning. Thank you, of course, for the forum this morning. Uh, first, I want to make one quick announcement again to underscore the fact that the city of Dallas will begin hosting the virtual uh, town hall meetings on the budget uh, around August 16th. So I'm encouraging everyone to reach out to their council members if they don't have the website to get the information. Or of course, you can go on to Dallas cityhall.com to get the information uh, as well. Uh, but understand that we're preparing the budget, the biennial budget, as mm -hmm. we move forward during the COVID season. It's going to be very important mm -hmm. as we fight for equity, uh, for resources in the southern sector, as well as just the budget that serves the whole city. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so the other piece, just quickly, in listening to the conversation this morning, is some of it. I also want to underscore the fact, no matter what you call it, critical race theory, whether they want us to teach whatever or not, mm -hmm. as we argue back and forth. What I did have an opportunity to years ago when I was in the classroom and mm -hmm. I taught history, Mavis uh, Knight appointed me to uh, the textbook committee. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you know, part of that, a part of this process comes out of the State Board of Education to approve some of this curriculum that goes in these textbooks. Right. And what I saw was the politics of, 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 of the story, writing the story. Once again, we don't own any major publishing companies, you know, so therefore we are already coming out of the, out of the shoot, short, short, mm -hmm. because there's a decision made on, number one, when they put out an RFP or a request for a bid, you have certain companies that are, once they compete and then select it, they then begin to orchestrate the story. And so I began to see how our history, of course, left out of the book, or you were given maybe one or two paragraphs about one of uh, our historians, but just about our history in general, whether you're black or brown, you always, you never got the entire story. Mm -hmm. It was always a paragraph or a word. And so we have to go back to just the reality of we still don't own the means of production. Right. And so we still come short. Well, but now, doesn't Texas influenced the whole nation in its uh, purchase of books, school books, textbooks for kids? Well, that I don't, because I'm out of the system now. I knew that because at that time I was in the classroom and I knew the struggle even for me to teach the truth. I, You know, I just put myself on the line, whatever the real story was that I knew mm -hmm. from our from our history or from, from those who could tell the story, even as you talk about Jesse Jackson and those, you know, more uh, recent, when mm -hmm. I was in, in, in the classroom, I could tell the story. But teachers are scripted. For the most part, you are scripted and you're tested. Right. So therefore, when you begin to try to teach outside of what they have designed for you, it's called curriculum design. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have, you're scripted. And so at the end of the day, you have appointments that are, can be made by the State Board of Education right. or curriculum writers. I only, I, I wrote, I decided on, voted on, I'm sorry, voted on, wrote, evaluated content from the book, and I also have write curriculum for, for technology. Mm -hmm. But at the, at the end of the day, it was still approved by State Board of Education. You right. see what I'm saying? So right. we still don't own the means of production, creation. We don't own the tools. And we, we, we still run away from 
the opportunity to change the course of history of the conversation by saying, look, we're going to now own the publishing company. Mm -hmm. We're going to own our radio stations. We're going to write the curriculum. We're going to tell the story. We still cannot seem to understand if you, until you can write the script, you're going to keep walking along with the, with the, with the lives that have been created for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening with the teachers. So, uh, I, I hope that this conversation will help us understand what so many have been fighting for for years, as you talked about when folks were fighting just to get us to get a line in mm -hmm. the textbook back in the 60s. Right. You didn't even have any decent history back in the 60s. Uh, 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 the well, they, they were slick back then. They would always give us uh, one or two heroes, black see, We don't hide that. You, know, you had blacks to do. You you had George Washington Carver. You had Booker T. Washington. You had Paul Lawrence. John Body. Give us two or three of them that will uh, uh, suffice for being the history of our race. They've always been slick enough to do that. But that don't even, that's not even the tip of the iceberg of our history. Right. No, right. no. And we keep following for the rope of dope. So yeah. we've got to mm -hmm. understand we don't own it. We can't control it. It's That's right. When we talk about owning the land, if you don't, in communities, if you don't own the dirt, you don't get to make decisions. That's just the bottom line. That's right. And until we understand it, if we don't own it, we can't control it. And so if we don't I, vote in a, these elections that, 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 with that, our school board, that state school board, we, uh, I think, do we, do, do we have a black woman down there now? Did, uh, what happened? Down at, in Austin. Well, our school board, in Austin, I, on the commission, I board, the State Board of Education, I believe you do have uh, an African-American, but, 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 but Pastor, listen, mm -hmm. it's the same story. We have to start from the top all the way down. Right. We keep talking about this. We don't. We need. We know we need to get rid of the governor. Been knowing that. Yes, Lord. So that's where the writings and the authoring takes place. And we still keep giving up. Some of us keep fighting. Mm -hmm. But we've got to garner that energy. We get all excited. We got excited about Kate, Trace, Stace, uh, Stacey Abrams and what she did and mm -hmm. hallelujah, praise the Lord. But we can't seem to garner that same energy here to get rid of some of these demons. That's so right, because we have a demon that governor's office is worse than George Wallace ever dreamed of being. Right, and they're proud of it. They're not ashamed of the fact when they talk about denying you civil rights. Yeah. They're not. Oh, they openly say it. Oh, yeah. They they, they boast they, on they it. Yeah. Right. They mm -hmm. don't have no problem with your grandmother sleeping on the street. They no. only get concerned when they realize that their grandmother is on the street. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we've got to make up our minds to get rid of those demons who have no problem in continuing to take away our rights as a human race and mm. putting it on paper and, and, and putting it and pinning it and proud of it. And All so right. we've got to have so right. and not just together today to talk to the Red Bear Mall to talk about it, or you're going to register and vote and practice every day in your community to help to take care of those seniors and others who need. I don't care if it's just helping to take them to the poll. I don't care if it's just cleaning up their yard. I don't care if it's helping to take them to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. We've got to rally around our community first, take care of our community, and then work together to, to address all of it well, in this state, for this city and this state. 
these rascals don't even want you to give them a, a, a cold cup of water. That's right. It's cold. And we should know right now. We ought to be filing a lawsuit yeah. right now with the feds. But we'll, we, we, at some point, as you remember the old song in the church, we'll understand it better by and by. Yes. We're there. So yeah, think, yeah, well, we need to bring by and by to right here. That's one of the things I always disagree with, that song. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Thank you for your calling comment. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? So we have uh, Red Ghost on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning, Pastor Barnett and everybody that's listening out there. All righty. I, I got a good subject going on today, and uh, I thought I was going to get the chance to see you down there at that groundbreaking ceremony, which we didn't know what time it was that we was going to be having it. But no, you, you know, didn't. But, uh, and I was hoping to see you down there to, to, to at least see somebody from my neighborhood mm-hmm. to represent it down that way. But anyway, uh, someone out there lost a uh, pair of glasses, and I think I'm going to leave them down at the recreation center. But, uh, you you know, said a pair of grass, glasses that yeah. give the address of the recreation center where they can get the. Uh, if they got lots of glasses, they might need them. It's, it's at Eloise Lundy Recreation Center. I'll drop them off tomorrow. Uh, Eloise Lundy, that's on what street? That's on uh, Reverend B.T. Smith. C.B.T. Smith. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm from okay. Now, what, mm-hmm. I, what I wanted just to talk about uh, is that. Um, you know, our, our neighborhood just got these uh, this groundbreaking ceremony kicked in, and and we've been doing a lot of stuff down there. And I just got a chance to see all the people that we hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, my mom my mom ran the beauty shop down there, and uh, uh-huh. what caused our problems for the school district uh, NW Harley to be shut down, and and the problems that we had when they called that a ghost town all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That uh, it was John Wiley Price was up on Eighth Street doing his warrior thing. And that mm-hmm. caused a lot of ruckus to those people in that neighborhood. Well, that was in front of uh, the... Uh, town View. Town View. Well, I like to call it after the woman yeah. that it was named after. Eloise Run. I mean, uh, her name is Ivan uh, Yule. Ivan okay. Yule. Yes. And all of a sudden, our neighborhood became a, a ghost town because of that. Now we got we got the, 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 the developer down there right now. He was supposed to be developing houses there 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's building houses now at the two hundred thousand dollar rate, which they they call affordable. Affordable to who? You know. Now, now, now we you know, now we uh, what, what's that? What I think it was. Uh, yeah, we, we all hiding. Everybody want me now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But we, yeah. We, we still, you we, didn't go for that okie doke, huh? <laughs> yeah, we, that, and that's the history of the bottom. Everybody want to know. Everybody remember that. Uh-huh. My mama, customers wouldn't come back down to the bottom mm-hmm. because of what was going on up on Eighth Street. Right. And Mamie McKnight got the Tenth Street Historical District uh, pulled in uh, into that whole area to be a historical district. Now it's it's called East Kessler Park. Now, yeah. I'm at the meeting. East, East Kessler, Kessler Park. Park. East Kessler Park now. And is that, that what they're calling that? That's what they're calling it. Yes. If you got an I want, if you, yes, sir. East Kessler, that's what they call it's it. It's like having an East Highland Park. No, I'm not. Hello? Not, not. Uh, Kessler. East? East. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we're talking 
by East Preston Hollow. I guess we'll get them all. Oh, please. Yeah. No, sir. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, yeah. Burnett, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, the people in, in the bottles in Townview and in and, and Street Historic, this, this is the first time they announced the bottom along with 10th Street, which okay. has been divided. Mm-hmm. So uh, peace and love to you and, and the listeners out there, but we're, the history is showing that we had our city council people, we had our, our county commission people in the past come in and destroy the bottom. Now they're mm-hmm. coming back in to fix the bottom. Right. And they're moving the people out in the bottom. They're moving them out. They didn't even tell us anything about the, 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 the breaking of the ground. But so now the, the Golden Gate was criticized for building that new church in that bottom, but it seems like the church did the right thing, but the people kind of balked on this because uh, yeah. Golden Gate could have been built anywhere. They had enough money to build anywhere. But uh, Reverend C.B.T. Smith told me himself that he's gonna, he's not going to move anywhere. He's going to build that new building, a new edifice right there. Yeah. And he well, did. The history, of, the history of that, too, all those lots down there that was given to those to give, give it to Golden Gate, it's supposed to have been just like Fiji, where those people gave the property up and it's supposed to have been like a, 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 a senior citizen home and stuff like that. That was back in the day as for history. If you're going to deal with history like that. Yeah. And that's what that was all about. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Ram Barnett, uh, for people that's out there that's looking for a job that like driving, uh, the, the park. Theparkingspot.com. They got careers selecting at uh, DFW South and North, and uh, where you can go out and go online and find these jobs. And they mm-hmm. got driving jobs for people, and they pay up to ten dollars an hour, and you get good tips. And a, a CDL license is not required. And they're looking for dispatchers at eleven dollars an hour. So oh. a little bit of information. Well, give, would you give phone number and address? Uh, uh, no, they just they go online. And it's called theparkingspot.com. Theparkingspot.com. Yes, sir. For anybody that's out there that want to drive, they got those jobs out there. They study hard. And $10 and $11 an hour and plus good tips. Okay, great. Great, great. Right. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Thank you for your call. Right. That, clears the, uh-huh. that clears the line 972-647-1893. We'll be up against a short break. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, you know? All right, we're ready to go. All right. Final segment. All right, who do we have on the air? We have uh, Veronica who wants to be on the air. Veronica on line two. All right. Uh, Veronica? Veronica. 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 Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning. Yes. Uh Go right ahead. Reverend Barnett, my name is Veronica, and I moved to the Yosef community. I've been down here about two years now off of Overton Road. Uh, I want to talk about how... I'm sorry. I want to talk about how I have come to this community, and I live next door to a vacant lot. Uh-huh. And I, every, probably every month, I have to fight with <laughs> the city to uh, get this vacant lot uh, cut for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. however, uh, I do reach out to uh, get the uh, city council office, and Phil Foster is really good when it comes to me needing some action. Mm-hmm. This 
this this month it took them almost 40 days to get it cut so as i was called contacting the supervisors uh vanessa uh valencia jones Mm-hmm. I uh, was getting some turndowns, all of that, and uh, she couldn't guarantee. So I would always reach back with Bill Foster. He said, "Miss Brown, she told me that the lot was going to be cut by Friday. And, you know, she said she couldn't guarantee. I said, okay. So I called Mr. Foster. He said, "Miss Brown, if it's not cut by Friday, call me back, and we'll get her supervisor. Mm-hmm. But in being in this community, finally they did. They cut it Friday, and I thank God for that. But uh, I was listening to the... Um, uh, Carolyn Ann, talking about uh, the budget. I did also, uh, Valencia told me that they only have five trucks throughout the uh, Metroplex of Dallas. And she couldn't guarantee that my lot was, I mean, this lot next door was going to get cut. So, and I'll piggyback and ask Mr. Foster, was that true? He said, yes, Veronica. He said, because they're taking money out of the budget and putting money for dog parks and other things. What for I dog parks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like he, Dallas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told me that it was going to be a meeting on August the 16th, which she just said. And coming me coming from Lancaster, uh, this is this is totally different on this side of town. I mean, it is what it is. I now, do, do, do the grass go re- grow real high? I promise you it do. It was all on the sidewalk, and I think Miss. Ms. Jones got mad when she said, which one are you concerned about? She said, the sidewalk or the, the lot. I said, I'm concerned about both because my husband has been cutting half of it just to keep, you know, rats and all that type of stuff from over here. And I told him it's unfair. Y'all have to do something else about these people owning these lots and not taking care of them. So the next thing is I helped uh, uh, a lady that's been over here for years and they just put the full, uh, another stop sign. It was so many wrecks. It was unbelievable here on mm-hmm. Garrison and Overton Road. So, uh, who's your city council person? Huh? Who's your city council person? Colin and Arnold. Yeah. You, have you yes. reported this to her? Oh, yeah. They, now, Phil Foster helped. Uh, and she I, has I, helped yeah. you. Yes. For good, as, uh, good, Phil Foster good. is always, uh-huh. yes, he's very good. When mm-hmm. it comes to that, but we don't have enough people pushing for things that's needed in this community. You're saying right what here. we need is more money invested in, in that type of thing because you said that was, what, five trucks? They said they only have five trucks. In all of Dallas? In all of Dallas for, for I guess, for private lots to cut private lots. Hmm. Well, and, and he did. He he verified that 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 was the truth. He said, Veronica, that's why they need to be at this um, meeting, this budget meeting on August the sixteenth. That's because right. They are putting money. Well, so she's called right. in this morning and already told everybody needs to be at that budget meeting, see to see how they cutting the money up and see if our neighborhoods uh, get into the, uh, the proper amount of money. Absolutely. She've Absolutely. already she've already told us that. Uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, we we will get a councilwoman on alone pretty soon, and uh, we try to we got to do it fast because the budget is coming up, and people need to be there to make sure that their community get a fair share of this pie in Dallas. Okay. I've got to run. This is my last segment. I got to run. Thank you. All right. The closing line 972-647-1893. Who do we have? 
And we have uh, we have Beverly on uh, line one. Beverly, good yeah. morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine. Go right ahead, Beverly. Uh huh. I'm glad that lady spoke that because I'm having an issue over here. Dallas is sad. Dallas is so sad. But this is what I was calling about. Why we don't address the three-fifths of a human being with these people? So when it's blue, you turn it off. Well, that's in the Constitution of the United States of America, and we, you address it every time you come on and talk politics because just for us to be a citizen, we, have, we had to have certain amendments to the Constitution for us to vote, uh, for us to have uh, uh, just public accommodations, all these things, these uh, things like the Civil Rights Bill, Voting Rights Bill, that says to us, I'll be honest, we're not full-blooded citizens. Hello, that's what I'm saying, what I'm saying, and we need to be Sorry, fighting that, like, number uh, one. I think, thank you. Because that would be uh, finding the solutions to the problems that we're having around mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah. It See. needs to be amended. Have a good day. All right, thank you. Uh -huh. uh, Declare the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? And we have uh, Eric on line three. All right, Eric. Hello. Eric? Eric. Hello, man. Yes. Oh, thank you. My name is Andy. Um, Andrew. I, okay. You spoke of uh, George Wallace. I'd like to remind you, when you're old enough to remember, that George Wallace publicly apologized for being a segregationist to the help of his caregiver when he was in a wheelchair. Did that uh, destroy the fact that he was a segregationist? He, he apologized. No, but do that describe, does that destroy the fact that he was a segregationist? Yes, he was, but he changed his ways. Well, but the, when he was, believe me, he was a segregationist, and you know some of the things that he said. He openly called us certain words and said he would not be that done Every like that ever again. Of calling people, other people, certain words. Huh? Wallace apologized for being a segregationist. Are you thinking of a George Wallace? You think I'm gonna um, uh, jump on the bandwagon and tell you how good he was to black folks? No, I ain't gonna tell you how good he was. I'm gonna tell you how much he changed. Oh yeah, that bullet, that bullet changed him. That bullet changed him. Oh yes, he repented. He he had a, a, a you know a come a come to Jesus moment that with that bullet. Oh, I'll admit that. I'll agree to that. He was yeah. truly sorry for his actions. Yeah, but tell why he changed. That, that 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 bullet that bullet I mean he had to come to Jesus morning you're right all right we well, thank you we thank you for your call that, all right who we have next and we have uh, Carl Carl on line one Charles Carol Carol Carol, Carol. Yeah. all righty good morning Carol this is Carl good morning to you everybody all right good morning Carl. I just want to address something about these food deserts. The, the, the city of Dallas will give you so much money for that, that grocery store to be open over there by Powell Quinn, and then all of a sudden it's closed down. Mm -hmm. These people that have they have gardens and, and, and greenhouses, 
they should be giving them that tax break and, and, and some of that money. You know, to, to, to combat these food deficits. Don't, well, don't that's, that. that's why you need to be at that budget meeting. See, the budget uh, meetings are so important that uh, uh-huh. they cannot emphasize those budget meetings enough. Uh, that Yeah, the budget meeting, just stay tuned. We'll have Miss Carolyn Arnold back on, and she uh-huh. will talk more about it because we complain about what we're not getting but we fail to go stand up before it all comes down and, and let them know what we need in our community. Right, exactly. And this this is something that's being done in St. Louis. St. Louis City Council is giving people a tax break to, in these food deserts to raise gardens and greenhouses. So mm-hmm. it, it can be done here. We, we ain't got to be paying these corporations that money. We can be paying the local people. It can stay in the community. Yeah. Well, see, and you can't compare St. Louis to Dallas. There's no way. Dallas has such open space, a lot more open space. Dallas has just, it's just far, far greater city than that. And, and but the problem is, uh, will our residents take advantage of the amenities that we have here in Dallas to get certain things done? If we go to these meetings and be a part of them, and work with our, our people that's on the council. Uh, we uh, we have council members that cause this show. In fact, I almost right. called it. And if we work with that, we, we can help improve a lot of things ourselves. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, uh-huh, indeed. uh-huh. Well, 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 it's great talking to you, Robert. Keep doing good, and I'll keep listening. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Includes the line 972-647-1893. Who do we have? We have uh, Eric uh, William on line two. Eric? Yeah. All right. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Reverend. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Beautiful, beautiful. I, I enjoyed the discussion this morning on critical race theory. I mm-hmm. just completed a documentary film on slavery in Texas. Oh, you did? On June. Yes, sir. And released it on Juneteenth. It's called Finding Miriam, and you can... Said at findingmiriam.com, and I got it free today for 72 hours for people to look at it. So you can go to findingmiriam.com with two R's. But the reason I'm calling, this was a three and a half year project, Reverend, that centered around Harrison County, Texas, in East Texas, which was the largest slave holding area in the, all of the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. I approached the city council of Marshall and Harrison County commissioners mm-hmm. to. Uh, with two resolutions, one to apologize for slavery and the other one for reparations. Okay. They shot both of them down. They shot both of them down. Uh, the, the black council people all voted for it. All of the white council people voted it down. Mm-hmm. But the fight is not over because Marshall is the epicenter of slavery because it was a gateway uh, for slaves coming into Texas. And right. one of the things that I talk about in the film is Vicente Guerrero. We want to talk about the Alamo and, and, and how we should leave slavery out of the Alamo. Well, Vicente Guerrero was an African-Mexican, and he was the second president of Mexico who freed the slaves in Texas. That's we right. We emancipation right, Reverend. Mm-hmm. We have 1829, which really is when Vicente Guerrero freed us. Uh, and then we have uh, the um, emancipation with uh, 
President Abraham Lincoln in 1863, and then we didn't find out that two years later in 1865 mm-hmm. when John Granger arrived in Galveston. So we really have three emancipations. And mm-hmm. Juneteenth really isn't our, our real emancipation, uh, um, uh, Reverend Barnett. But more importantly, the city of Marshall is named after the chief justice, the longest-serving chief justice of our U.S. Supreme Court, mm-hmm. who ruled against us and said that we were not humans in the Dred Scott decision. That's the right. The whole name of city of Marshall really needs to be changed. And then lastly, the city of Marshall has a statue. Confederate statue that's been there that was placed there by the Daughters of the Confederacy. That statue uh-huh. was placed there to remind black people to stay in our place after they lynched a black man at that exact location in Marshall, Texas. Well, that was done so, in the 1930s, wasn't it? There you go. Walter Davis. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, I yes, had sir. studied that, but I it, 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 thank you for reminding me, refreshing my memory. But it's been some years back when I studied that. And uh, really, when we look at this whole thing, uh, it was, we had a certain gateways into Texas that was unique. They threw Marshall because it's, well, you get there to Harrison County, uh, right out of Louisiana. But you also had the the Battle of San Jacinto, which was in uh, uh, Galveston Bay. Well, that water's only there. It's really, that's really right on the edge of Houston where it happened. The battle lasted 17 minutes, but it made sure that slavery would would not take place in that particular part of Texas. And uh, and you, how do people get your film, man? Tell us, uh, uh, how do we see it? Well, they can go and log on right now. You can smartcast it to your television. Uh, and I and I want to I want to say this right quick. Carol King on the councilwoman Carol King on was right. Until we own, we can't control. That's, that's right. That's why I started my own my own streaming company to stream our stories ourselves. Yeah. Distribute our stories ourselves. Create our stories yeah. ourselves. Well, give so us a, give us a, a, some numbers or something. Okay, you can find the film at finding f i n d i n g Miriam. M-I-R-R-I-A-M dot com. And right now it's free for 72 hours, and I encourage everybody to go on there and educate themselves. They'll see government officials in this film from East Texas that are also talking about it, as citizens as well. And you're going to see some, some, some film footage that you've never seen before uh, that I think will be very enlightening. That's right in line with this stupid critical race theory that's not even being taught in our schools. Yeah. And my type of film is what they well, want to We really haven't even gotten that far. You're so right. Huh? But I, I'm completely out of time. Thank you, sir. Thank okay. you for calling me back because I need to talk to you. Okay, thank you. All righty. Yes, sir, I will. Uh-huh. All righty. We've got to get out of here. Got to run. Thank all of y'all for listening. Thank all of you for calling. And uh, coming next is Workers Beat. So stay tuned to all the great programming here on KNON. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye.